Hi guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Club C47. I am your cheerful and funny and courageous host, Andrew Van Houston. And I am your loyal and beautiful, extremely hot and bubbly other host, Sally Dar Griffin. Bubbly? I don't think I'm, I don't know, I hate that word. Everything Sally Dar just said about herself is true. She is the hotter one out of the two of us and... Y'all need to hit Sally Dar up. <laughs> That is crazy. We are. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut. No, why would you cut that out? You can't cut that out. Okay, I won't cut that out. I think we're both pretty hot commodities. You know, I feel like we're gonna roll into fall 2020, and everyone's gonna be like, I don't recognize them. Yeah, I think I think we are the sexiest like podcast hosts out there. I don't know. I know there's like sexiest men and sexiest women alive, but sexiest podcast hosts goes to. Sally Dar Griffin and Andrew Van Houston. All like 80 something listeners. They agree. <laughs> you know what? 80 listeners is better than 20 listeners, which is what we had at the beginning when we started the show. Y'all, I don't know who you guys are, but like, thanks for listening. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, we appreciate y'all very, very much. But moving on from that, how are you doing, Sally Dar? I am so good. So right now I am sitting on my bed in Tennessee, but tomorrow I am actually going to the beach with my family. So I have to pack tonight, but that's exciting. I hate packing, but I am excited to go on vacation, get some sun. My parents have a house down there that I've seen like one time and they just finished it. So kind of seeing a new space that they just decorated. That's exciting. And so you're, you're flying there? No, I'm driving. So Tennessee to Florida is like six to seven hours. So it's really not that bad of a drive, honestly. That's really not bad at all. I mean, I, I guess I'm not thinking geography wise, but yeah, I mean, that's closer than what I would expect it to be. Yeah. It, it's exciting. You'll get a whole new batch of air and sun you know what all of that you guys didn't already think i was extremely hot imagine me but really tan you know it's just going to be unbelievable <laughs> they're only hearing your voice and not seeing our face i know we should start recording this podcast and uploading it on youtube <laughs> except Honestly, no yeah. because i always record in my pajamas let's talk about your youtube channel real quick how's that going random okay my youtube channel i actually haven't posted a video in like 40 days and it's because i've been working on this video that explains the history of my tiktok account and it is the most difficult thing to edit and i just like every time i sit down to do it it's just uh, it's really an ordeal and um i can't wait to post that video so i can actually like upload normal content but yeah youtube is fun it's great. I just have to post this video so I can actually be excited about it again because this just feels like work. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I mean, forty days is a long time, but the wait is going to be worth it, is what I'm guessing. Hopefully, we'll see. I don't know. I just like hate editing it. Honestly, I'm considering like staying up all night and just like editing it and posting it in the morning so I can like go on vacation and not think about it anymore. Yeah, that's a great idea. You'd only be thinking about the podcast like every Thursday, but you wouldn't be thinking about the videos. But moving on from like all the YouTube fun, we wanted to get into television today a little bit more because I know we're a film and TV podcast, so we might as well sprinkle a little bit of TV here and there, you know? Andrew came up with a wonderful idea. At the beginning of quarantine, we kind of did a Disney bracket situation. Back in March, it was like a March Madness thing where everybody voted for their favorite Disney movies and eventually The Parent Trap won. So he came up with the wonderful idea to do TV intros. 
um, comedy and dramas. And so we each picked a friend and we all, each of us picked either eight dramas or eight comedies. So a total of 32 shows and we have a new little tournament going on. Yeah, this one's going to be a lot more fun. We'll probably do the same way where we're either one or both of us will post it on Twitter and Instagram and you're allowed to just cast your votes. But what we're going to do a little bit different this time is you guys can predict which ones are going to win. So we're using the challenge website that a lot of people use for bracket creations. And if you go onto that site and we will post a link somewhere for y'all to see it you can predict which one is going to win. And so from now until about Sunday night, and so that is June 28th, June 29th, it'll be cut off then, but try to get it done on the 28th if you can. You can predict out of the 32 we have, like which one you think is gonna win. And just like a March Madness bracket, you can get points the more you get right, and it grows exponentially. So if you guess the winning one, you'll get more points for that compared to if, if you get most of round one right. So it could be anyone's game throughout. It's gonna be really fun. And if we have one person enter, that'd be great. So it's not just me and Sally Dark competing, but you know we'll see what happens. So you can go online to this website and fill it out that way. And we don't really have a prize yet, but maybe depending on how many people actually do it, we'll give out a prize. Yeah, I feel like we're, we'll, because we're obviously, we're probably going to do this more in the future. So this is our first time we're doing like an established like competition where you can vote and keep track of your votes. And so, yeah, there might be a little bit of a cash prize. We will see what amount that is. But yeah, a little incentive to participate as opposed to just doing Twitter polls like we did in the past. This will be more involved and yeah we'll post it on twitter like we used to and then also on instagram um and now i have the swipe up link which you know is just making me a cocky ass bitch but now i can save i can i can give you guys swipe up links (laughs) that's so nice this is why sally does get like she can literally just put the podcast on the swipe up that's probably why we're getting more followers maybe actually yeah probably it just makes it more accessible i think yeah, it's so easy. It's just right there. You don't have to go to someone's bio. Yeah, because if you tell someone to search something, like, ugh, like that's at dinner. My parents make fun of me when someone tells me to Google something. I'm like, ugh, I don't want to Google it. Like, I hate typing. Speaking of typing, sorry, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent. I say this every episode. I send voice memos to all of my friends. I hate texting. I hate typing. And so I send voice memos. And I sent Andrew a voice memo for, I think, the first time yesterday. I'm actually surprised I haven't sent them to you before. But I only send voice memos to my friend Levi and to my sister and, oh, to my friend Helen. My friend Helen is the one that got me started on voice memos. Forgive me if I've mentioned this on this podcast before. But I sent Andrew a voice memo and you were shy when you sent one back. I I can't do the voice memo thing. It just, it feels like an awkward, cringy voicemail that I'm really good at doing in the first place. And I really like listening to it because it's easier. You don't have to type everything. You can just speak what's on your mind and get it out of the way. If you're like sending a long text message to someone expressing your feelings, I would not recommend doing the voice thing because you probably want to proofread it like 10 million times and like that's probably easier than just getting it perfect through a voice memo. But it was fun. Mine was really awkward towards Sally Dar. I was like, hi, this is really awkward, but this is what I think. And then she responded back in a voicemail being like, oh my gosh, you were totally fine. It works, all that. So the voice... Yeah, I think the voice memo thing is, it's cool. You know what I find it useful for? I find it useful when you're kind of 
venting not even like you're necessarily like emotionally like you're you're distressed or something but it's good when you're in that venting stage where you're like this happened to me and like this is how I feel and like this is what I did today and like I don't know I'm just feeling antsy like and you just can kind of ramble a little bit which obviously I do a lot so it's very helpful for me um but yeah it's really good for venting because you can like hear someone's voice and how they feel like their inflections and I don't know. I love it. That's that's why a podcast is fun is because you are you are hearing to someone's internal thoughts or and for us we're like bouncing it off each other. Yeah. We love stream of consciousness. It's that is my bag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we're, we're going to go back off the tangent. Thank you yeah. for that. Okay, so we do we want to talk about the choices that are that we picked and our friends picked? Yeah, so okay, so we have 32 and like like i said these are picked by us so they might not have you might not see like your favorites on here but these are ones that either we picked or like i know sally dar and i both talked to our parents about these and so like i'm sure they had a little bit of bias added to it so i'm gonna go first because mine's at the top and i did a comedy section and so i have in our first matchup will be friends versus sex in the city and our second matchup is Wizards of Waverly Place versus Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And our third matchup will have That's So Raven versus The Adams Family. And our fourth matchup will have Bojack Horseman versus Gilligan's Island. Wow. Tough round. <laughs> tough rounds already. It is tough. Okay. And so the next one um, so my friend Haley is going to hopefully be I think she's going to be on next week we'll have to figure out a time but she's going to be on next week she did the next comedy section so we have community against scrubs freaks and geeks against what we do in the shadows please like me which I've never heard of actually versus arrested development that 70 show against Bob's burgers so that's Haley and I went to Tulane with her by the way okay keep going and then do you want to do, do you want to do your eight because that's next oh yeah yeah so then I did a drama section. So Weeds versus The Sopranos. Big Little Lies against Dexter. Laguna Beach against The O.C. Oh my God, that is the most difficult matchup. Okay, sorry. Uh, Secession against Skins. Okay. And, and then my friend Christian, who uh, went to TC with me, he did the final eight for drama. And we have True Detective season one versus Breaking Bad. The Walking Dead versus Mad Men. Game of Thrones versus House, an American Horror Story versus Stranger Things. These are so fun. This, I'm so excited. This is gonna be a fun, fun one. Let's. You want to dissect a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, do you want to like just we can just talk about our thought process, like how we went about it? Yeah, I can talk a little, a little bit about what I came to mind. So I was the last one to do this, and I really like I was totally flexible with whatever I got, but I knew I knew you did drama and I, I left it up to Christian to be like, which one did he want to do? And he decided he wanted to do drama. So that would be with comedy. And like I'm there's more comedy I would rather watch than like I, I watch more drama than comedy, so this was a little harder. And so first thing that came to mind is like what comedy shows do I watch? And like Friends and Bojack immediately one and two. And then I thought of like other shows I watch where it was like Veep, Broad City, but then I realized at The Good Place, like their openings are so quick where it's like if we're voting based on opening, you're not really basing it off like a song you heard or like anything goes on. Yes, like Broad City has like the really cool animation that goes on for like two seconds and has the popular song. That was one that almost made it but got cut. And then The Good Place, same thing, but it's like a three second 
thing you see on the screen. So there, so that it was like really hard for opening. So I did text my mom a little bit and be like, "Hey, what did you think?" And like a lot of my more old school ones, such as like the Adams Family and Fresh Prince of Bel Air, they're really popular like songs you hear all the time, and like you you know the words or you don't. But they're they're not ones I've watched. But I mean, I looked them up on YouTube, and yeah, they're really cool and creative openings, which is why I included them on my like section and then wizards of waverly place and that's so raven it was like i need two disney ones on there it was between those two and sweet life of zach and cody but like i just that's so raven had to be number one like had to be on there and then wizards of waverly place it was more of like i i've seen like people remake it on tiktok i think it's funny it's it's just it's just selena gomez you know it's just all over the place and so i i need to put two disney ones on there and technically those are comedies so that's what my thought process was for my eight. I don't know which one like I would want to win. So far, I'm like really digging BoJack Horseman like as a show, and I think that opening is just incredible. And so yeah. I think during my predictions, I would pick BoJack Horseman and Friends to kind of be near the top, but also like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'm not really like one to like listen to that song, but I know a lot of people enjoy that show. So I could people see people voting on that based on opening and song itself. Same with That's a Raven. Yeah, one so I talked to my mom when I was doing my picks and one thing we were kind of talking about is for this specific tournament, you really have to separate your feelings on a show versus like its opening. It's like okay, you can't think about how much you like the show. Like just think about the credits and so I think it's kind of hard because something like Friends where the song you know that brings back a lot of nostalgia and it's like yes we love the song but like let's just look at the opening like do you like it or do you like it because you just like the show um so it was kind of hard like asking myself these like I just couldn't there were some oh for one when you were saying sorry I can't even speak when a lot of comedy shows I feel like their openings are really short and so for instance like Broad City I mean I, I did a drama section but Broad City came to mind and I was like oh I love that or like um you said the good place or girls I like how the text is really big and bold on the screen Barry I think has the same thing where it's very and I like that like that really bold text but I'm like that's not really like an opening you know it's just so quick so yeah it's it's kind of interesting navigating that like separating your feelings from a show versus the opening credits but yeah for your section I obviously like Bojack Horseman are we shocked we're not shocked (laughs) we're not we're not shocked at all it's wonderful. Okay, so I had a drama section, which honestly, like, I feel like I... So my friend Haley, she picked... I let her pick, so she picked comedy. And I was like, honestly, that's fine, because I was... Surprisingly, I was leaning towards drama. Did not expect that for me, but I was excited I to do drama. Com- I expected you to do comedy. Yeah, I did too, but the more I thought about it, and I think I was... A lot of comedy opening credits, they're not super involved. I feel like a lot of drama ones are really, really involved. So as I started listing my favorite openings, you know what I realized? A lot of the shows that I gravitated towards were HBO. HBO always has the best opening credits. And some of the ones that I didn't list, I was like, I have way too many HBO ones. Like, I have to stop. So Weeds was my number one pick. It is the best opening of all time. I love it. It changes every season. They pick a different singer for the theme song. It's slightly different every Um, season but it's a great song it's kind of like making fun of suburbia and how everything is the same everybody is the same drives the same car etc love it big little lies I've always just really liked I don't know me and my mom like all the little kids dancing and I don't know I just always liked it um yeah um I'm pretty sure weeds was HBO or it was weeds showtime I'm not sure um big little lies was HBO sopranos was HBO that one's I wasn't like 
obsessed with Sopranos, but I always kind of liked that opening. Dexter, I repped so hard. My mom gets freaked out by how much I love Dexter. I don't like a lot of hospital or like CSI type shows or murder type shows. Dexter is the only one that I've ever really liked in that medical mystery realm. And I love this opening. It's like so creepy, so great. Uh, My mom is concerned. (laughs) Laguna Beach and the OC, I just had to list because they're so iconic. Just the songs are iconic and it brings back that nostalgia. But again, that's like kind of me not really being able to separate the show from the opening. Like It's really just only about the song, you know, and that like early 2000s vibe. Um, Secession, which it just slaps. It just slaps. You can't go wrong with Secession. It's like one of the best. And that's HBO. HBO is so good with openings. What is it? I don't know. Skins. Okay, I rewatched it. Was not as obsessed. This was really like a younger Saladar choice because I used to be so obsessed with this opening as a child. I would watch it on repeat. It does not hold the same gravitas as it once did, but I just like had to put it on there. But it'll it'll go in the first round. <laughs> oh, so Secession will obviously knock it out, you think? Yeah, but I just like had to list skins like for younger me. I loved it back in the day. Might be surprised. Yeah, so those are my thoughts. But it was really fun coming up with them with my mom and like hearing what she liked and me being like, oh, I'm not super into that one. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard coming up with lists, and I I think. Haley and Christian also did well. Haley's choices, I'm not really familiar with most of the shows in the opening. Me either, but I'm, like, kind of excited to, like, go and watch the opening. Because, you know, like, because we don't have any, you know, attachment to the actual show. So it'll be interesting to see what we think of the opening credits. Exactly. Is, yeah. it, is there any show on here that you were surprised didn't make the bracket? Not really you know it's funny I was like googling like best best tv drama openings and like reading through all of those and it was funny to see like there are some that I think are so obviously going to be on this list like Game of Thrones okay obviously like an iconic opening but and I don't dislike it but I always skipped through it you know like because I just was always bored I don't know you know one that actually comes to mind is Shameless on this list no my mom brought Shameless up to me. It's actually a pretty cute opening because it's like everything in the bathroom. If you know me, you know that I love my bathroom. It's like where I spend all of my time per- <laughs> pretty much. Um, but the opening scene is like all the all the characters like going in and out of the bathroom. So maybe that one I'm kind of shocked. It's cute. I think if, if you mentioned HBO has some of the best opening credits. And for me, I was surprised that neither you or Christian picked Westworld, mm. which for me is probably close to Game of Thrones. It's like most well done intros out of all TV. So I was really disappointed that none of you picked Westworld, even for your alternates. Neither of you picked Westworld. You know, I saw it when I was like looking up like best. Oh, Mad Men was another one that was on a lot of, Mad Men's not on here. Mad Men's on here. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, it's on here. Yeah, there was a lot of like dramas or like these are the best openings. And like, I think, again, it's like hard. It's like, I didn't really want, I didn't watch Westworld world or mad men i mean i've seen like mad men here and there but um they just i they're good but they just didn't hold the same weight as like sopranos even though they might you know they're comparable like people it just really depends on what your vibe is i guess i don't know another one that like Haley or i didn't pick was the office or parks and rec oh my god my that i yeah, no, we did not pick those, and I know people are going to be mad when they don't see The Office or Parks and Rec on here. For me, I was just, I've never really been attached to either of those shows. I've seen both openings. I think they're really creative and well done. 
I just didn't, I felt like the other ones were just more exciting, you know? You know another one, too, I thought of? Um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is really short, but iconic. And another one I just thought of, Entourage, is a very good one. And I know if you picked Meg to do one of the lists, your friend, our mutual friend Meg, she would have picked Entourage. Yeah, I think I think Megan definitely would have picked Entourage. And I've heard I've heard a little bit about like that short too. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good ones, but I think we have a pretty good list here. It'll be it'll be fun. Um, based off first glances, who do I think will take it all? Obviously, I need to analyze it closer. But on first instinct, I'm obviously going with BoJack Horseman. Just because I love it. I would love Weeds to win because I do think it's a gem. But I don't think too many people have like watched Weeds. So I don't think it'll win. But I first instinct, I'm saying Bojack Horseman or honestly Secession. I was thinking Secession has a good shot. I think it depends on your audience. So if like all of your TikTok fans decide to get on, you're definitely going to think of like Stranger Things as being a contender. Because it is more geared towards a younger audience. If you're thinking more people our age are going to be listening i can see game of thrones secession or bojack easily being like on the list i also wouldn't count out like that's so raven or wizards of Waverly place yeah. just because of the last disney bracket i felt like lizzie mcguire did so so well and it was kind of like a disney like throwback that everyone just loved and everyone loves that so raven like i could just see that like making it farther than we expect it'll depend i think that's so raven and bojack will each win the first round and go head to head the following week and i think that would be like your game changer for that side you know another one that i just thought of that is an honorable mention the twilight zone and i was about to add that that. yeah i was about to add that but i was like it is iconic obviously but um again it's like our like who's your audience it just depends on who's voting and it depends on your mood like one day i might vote wizards of waverly place but on another day i might you know vote adam's family like who's to say it just depends on my mood (laughs) and also hopefully people look at the openings they don't be biased towards the show and i think that's what we need to make clear is when we share it like separate the show from the opening credits but um i'm excited it'll be fun yeah, I'm, I have the Secession song just ringing in my head, though, right now. It bumps it. so hard. Have you seen the meme where it's, like, Migos in the studio and they're, like, bumping to it? It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like the, it's like the, you know that meme where it's, like, the soccer crowd cheering when they, like, get Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Secession song plays and they just go off. So funny. I feel like that's the kind of song, which, I, I mean, we watch it, and I, other pe- a few other people watch it, but not everyone at film school, but that's the kind of song that I would love to put on, like, at a party or at a pregame, and everyone lose their shit. Like, how funny would that be? That would be a, such a fun party. <laughs> we should make, a pl- we should make like, a Spotify playlist with, like, every song that's on here. That would actually be pretty fun. We could do, um like a playlist that's all of these songs but then we could also just do like a film bro playlist where it's like iconic film and tv songs you know and that would be a great party playlist for film nerds my half birthday party yeah except that's gonna be only shrek songs true maybe we'll do a shrek bracket next time not like thinking too far ahead but character based or song base i don't know something to think about (laughs) yeah so yeah again just to remind you i'll keep reminding you we'll post the link to make your predictions 
like tonight or whatever like when after this episode airs or even beforehand and then make your predictions as soon as possible but no later than sunday night i would just say and hopefully we'll have a good fun friendly competition and maybe some of y'all will get a shout out as we like tally up the scores Cool. Excited. In other news, what's what's new with you this week? Anything fun to share? What have you been watching? Watching, it's been okay. The good news, I'll start with the good news, is I am officially done with my summer school as of this week. And so that's a little nice break. So now I'll get a little more time to like write personal stuff, work on films, and watch more movies and television shows. I finished The Politician this weekend, and it's as wild as you would think. If you thought season one was weird, season two is also probably weirder, you know? And it's cool because there's a scene with Judith Light and Gwyneth Paltrow, who play two of the adult characters on the show, and their scene was originally supposed to be filmed in April, but they didn't complete it because of COVID, so there's a scene between the two of them through FaceTime that happens throughout. And you can obviously tell, like, oh my gosh, this happened. This was supposed to be shot, like, earlier, blah, blah, blah. So COVID. So that was interesting towards the end. At least it was just that shot, that scene, instead of like a whole like episode, you know, that had to be shot over from because it already was kind of very strange and it felt very off key to the show. You know, politician makes fun of a lot of political things that especially are going on right now. So the show itself is wild. I think it has a really good message for young voters and encouraging young voters to vote, which I hope y'all do in November if you're over 18. But I think the politician just hits that hard. So it was entertaining. Ben Platt sang, which kind of annoyed me because, like, he already is good on Broadway. We didn't need that on the show. <laughs> have you watched his um, Netflix special? I have not watched his Netflix special. Me either. I don't know. I'm me asking and I haven't even seen it. But you watched a Netflix special, right? A Netflix special? I watched Eric Andre's new comedy special. It came out, like, two days ago. And... It was in New Orleans, which I didn't know until I clicked play. And then it, like, showed him, like, on Bourbon Street just, like, being crazy. And I was excited because New Orleans. But then the set was obviously super crazy. He, like, took someone's phone, FaceTimed someone's mom, had a couple on stage that just started, like, taking off their clothes. It was just crazy. Um, He's hilarious. It was called Legalize Everything. So, you know, he's up there just being, like legalize all drugs is basically the message he's so insane i love him he just like doesn't give a fuck like he just does whatever he wants and i love that energy so i highly recommend watch it you gotta be careful if you don't give a fuck but also if you can if you're careful and you don't give a fuck you can do it right and I think, I mean, Eric Andre, like, is just known for pushing the envelope. My mom, like, came in when I started watching it, and she was like, does, wait, is he, does he do this all the time? And I'm like, yeah, this is, like, his thing. Like, he'll go out in public, and, like, he will not break character. It's scary when comedians just, like, can keep up a bit for so long, especially when it's, like, super extreme, like Eric Andre. But anyways, yeah, I watched that. Other things that I want to watch, but I don't have Disney+, Plus. Hamilton is on Disney+. Plus. It's coming out next week, I think. I'm ahead of myself. I obviously don't have Disney+. Plus. Are you going to be watching it? I don't know if I'm going to be watching it. And I really want to. But I don't. I just wanted to see it in Broadway. I wanted to see yeah. it, like, at a theater. And watching yeah. it on the TV, I'm like, mm, is it the same experience? Is it not? It's, that's the, I think that's the cool thing about it being on Disney+, Plus is you. everyone does get to experience it, and you don't need to pay as much money as other people do but part of me wanted the experience of being 
at a Broadway stage watching it there. So I'm hesitant to watch it for that reason. But you know what? A lot of people are very happy to see it or are looking forward to seeing it. And so I'll give it to them. Give it a good watch. Let me know how it is. I don't know if I will. Maybe Sally Dar will find a way to get Disney Plus. Well, Disney Plus had the free trial, but they ended the free trial with Hamilton coming out because they knew so many people were going to get the free trial. So now if you want to watch, you have to pay for it. Isn't that crazy? They ended the free trial. Why wouldn't you have the free trial? Because they knew everyone was going to use the free trial just to see Hamilton. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but then maybe maybe after they use the free trial, they'll, I, I guess, I guess I, I guess I see both points of it where it's like you're, you're forcing people to pay to like watch Hamilton, but also like you want people to experience it. And it's not like Disney's trying to get any more money than yeah. they are. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, maybe, maybe I'll get it just to watch it. So I saw Hamilton in 2018, spring 2018, with my grandmother, my aunt, my cousin, my mom, and my sister in Atlanta. So it was off-Broadway. Great experience. There was a boy in it that played, um, I'm blanking on his name, the French character. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, but he's from my town and like what went to the high he went to high school with me and my sister like the year between us. So that was really cool because we were like, oh my god, like we know him, like we saw him in high school plays. But I love Hamilton, and on top of Hamilton coming to Disney Plus, John Bolton. Not to talk about politics, John Bolton just came out with a book that is titled "The Room Where It Happened," which is a Hamilton song. So you know, life imitating art. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of Disney, we also got news today, I believe, that Splash Mountain at Disneyland and Disney World is going to be changed to a Princess and the Frog ride, which is exciting. I, I think it, the reason why they're changing it is because, like, Splash Mountain was known as, like, the Song of the South, or, like, that's what they kind of, like, promoted. And so changing it to Princess and the Frog will be fun. But I think it's funny because Splash Mountain is, like... It never works. Every time I go to Disney World, like, I was never able to go on Splash Mountain because it was always temporary closed for, like, maintenance reasons. So, I'm like, why don't you just get rid of it and build, like, a roller coaster? It doesn't need to be a water ride, but I'm excited. Princess and the Frog seems like a cute movie. Haven't seen it, sadly, but I do like the story of it and what yeah. Disney's idea was for it. Yeah, right before coming upstairs to record this podcast, my um, one of my parents actually mentioned it, like, oh, they're changing Splash Mountain. And I was like, oh, but they're changing it to The Princess and the Frog, which is set in New Orleans. So, honestly, like... I mean, no, the people that are defending Splash Mountain are like, they're like, oh, like my kids will see Splash Mountain, whatever. It's like no one even knows those characters. Like your kid has probably seen The Princess and the Frog and like that'll mean way more to them. Um, and it'll be fun. Like if I, I haven't been to Disney World in years, but when I do go back, like The Princess and the Frog, it's now a New Orleans ride. Like they're going to have like, I don't know, like cute New Orleans houses and like streetcars. It'll be way fun. I'm biased, obviously, but I am happy. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, I think I think Disney does a good job when they like trying to change their rides because Disneyland changed their Tower of Terror to a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which I'm I love Tower of Terror and like they better not change the Florida one to Guardians of the Galaxy, but I like the Guardians of the Galaxy at Disneyland too. And I think more people can relate to it. More people know Guardians of the Galaxy compared to the Twilight Zone. And yeah. like you said, that that's just going to mean way more to kids in the first place. So, good for Disney for making change. I think it I think it's good to update things especially when like things are rooted in bad history like it's it's not bad to update things um that's one thing I've learned in the past month like 
it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. We can update things, like things that are more meaningful, things that we like are actually proud of. So good on Splash Mountain. I can't wait. Yeah. Spe- speaking of like good change, as uh, we're kind of getting close to the end of our episode. Wow, we just talk and time flies. But anyways, wow. <laughs> speaking of change, some other big things in the news this week is like voice animation is going to change a little bit with like some actor. So Kristen Bell is no longer going to voice a character Molly on the Apple TV show Central Park because Molly is a black character and Kristen had said that like she understands her privilege and she doesn't think it's right for her to like take on this role while someone else who is mixed race or black should have that experience instead. And then Jenny Slate uh, said the same thing about her character Missy in Big Mouth and originally she was allowed to voice the character because her mom in the show is like Jewish and white which is what Slate's like roots are but Slate came out and said that like she thinks that reason is flawed and like she she had the privilege to voice this character and she understands her privilege but feels like it needs to go to uh, a person of color instead or someone black yeah and I didn't know that until you told me before we started recording this I, I didn't know that that was happening but I do think I mean we talk about how like Hollywood needs to be more diverse more inclusive like we need more unique voices and so I think if those women can give up those characters to people that can allow like can make it more diverse or like actually have someone voicing that character where they know that animated characters like you know like ha- their experiences better because they identify with that character and I think that's great exactly and Kristen Bell is going to still like be on like the show so uh, she gave up her role but there's another character she's going to voice instead I don't know the same about Jenny Slate yeah but I, I mean I think it's important to like understand where it's coming from and I'm really curious like how in the future like what roles are going to be given to certain characters to if they identify with a character more because the good thing about the interesting thing about voice animation is like people can people of all different race and age they can like imitate whoever they want that's what voice actors do and so like robin williams for example he could like imitate anyone and do a great job at it so it'll be interesting to see like how animation and voice animation like roles in the future because i think in the past it was more of like the same person always doing like similar animation roles and now i think we can get into a more diverse and inclusive environment and have um, people identify with the characters more I guess we're at the end of the episode, Sally Dart. Oh my gosh. This is, this is what happens when we cut from an hour to like 40 minutes. I know. Wow. Wild. Okay. Well, I guess next week we're going to have my friend Haley on. So that'll be fun. And by then we'll have our next round of choices to present to you guys. Cool. Well, where can people follow you, Andrew? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> they can follow me at Avid Houston 15 
on Leatherbox and Twitter. And where can people follow you, Sally Dar? I am Sally Dar Griffin on pretty much everything. Letterbox, Instagram, TikTok. I am Sally Dar, two R's on Twitter. Thank you, Sally Dar. As always, a pleasure. Fun. I'll report with you next week in Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a different scenery. Not that you guys can see, but I will be in the Sunshine State. So. <laughs> and I will still be okay. here. Okay. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.